government medical officer says masks should be worn for years. Biden's 100-day mask challenge is now wear masks for the rest of the year. The UK government promised no vaccine passports. Now they're about to implement them. Some restrictions should last until all adults have been vaccinated, senior health official says. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. But you don't have a choice. People act like you have a choice. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. Bloomberg, when will life return to normal? In seven years at today's vaccine rate. Seven years, that's 2028. But now they're telling us that even after the majority of the world's population is vaccinated, the restrictions will still remain in place because of new mutant variants and new viruses. We were also assured by governments that they wouldn't impose mandatory vaccinations. Now they're saying, well, they're not going to be mandatory. You just won't be able to have a job, travel, or buy things without one. Suitcase, check. ID, check. Boarding pass, check. But do you have your vaccination passport? It could be the new standard in traveling. Quite simply is it will be required. Early models will likely be physical, like these created by award-winning scientist and inventor Isaac Daniel. This is the e-vaccine, which is electronic vaccine passport. You know that little white card that you get after your vaccination? Well, the same information goes into here. When you got your first dose, which one you got, and the date. You can have that information right here in this book, or you can access it electronically. When you go to the airport and they just like your passport, and they just swipe it, you already have all your information already there. Greenberg says vaccine verification for travel could be mandatory on cruise lines and some airlines as soon as July. First it's international travel, then it's public transport, then it's to get into a sports stadium or a cinema, then it's to get into a grocery store. New COVID protocols are going to be rolled back out starting September 15th through December and into next year for the election. First, masking for TSA employees and other airport employees, and that Biden would then do a mandate middle of October. Hospitals are shutting back down, and colleges are making you wear masks, and some public schools are closing, and the protocols need to come back. Whether you were in Australia, the UK, Canada, the US, it was the same PR. Since then, Biden has come out and said he wants multiple billions of dollars for a new COVID vaccine that's coming out September 15th, same date the TSA told me they were gonna have masks put back on. Survivors of the Maui fire say that they received no warning and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly a thousand people have died. Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through, and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies just supplies for people to live the government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of fema and red cross so none of this is eligible for giving out tell me why i have no 
freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, there was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full, the full extent of the destruction of Lahaina, it will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may and all of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above striking an area just before it bursts into flames. In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. It's also interesting to note that the Maui police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns. And Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All the historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is going to look like. This is going to be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. This is an awakening and this is an opportunity for us to bring so much awareness to the situation that whoever they are, wh whatever force is behind this, and I, and I don't know, but I think the more awareness that we can bring, this is our opportunity to stop it and to create a, an awakening around the planet to help because this is an international issue. I've got people calling me from all these different countries, scientists. This is a 
This is a, a colossal uh, problem with the environment and what's going to happen with all these chemicals. How do we protect these people from 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 what they're being exposed to right now? Normal protocols are not being met. So I don't know who it is. I don't know how it happened. But what I do know is with awareness and with spreading the message that we can possibly stop this plan and it can be the beginning of the end for the enemy and it can be the beginning of a new awakening for our world. And I believe this is the siren call. This is a call to action for communities of people in the world, not just our country, not just Hawaii, but for everybody to start paying attention and waking up. I believe this is this is the chance and we do it for the children. We do it for the children. If you won't do it for the children, if you won't do it for Maui, the, the one, the, the, what we call paradise, if you won't step up and defend this, you're not going to defend it when it comes to Kansas. You're not going to defend it when it comes to some small town and in some rural place that no one cares about. If you won't step up and help Maui, if you won't do it for this place, guess what? They're going to take everything. And it's time to move the needle on the media because the media is not getting access. So all we have left is we the people. All we have left is is platforms and sharing and you being a digital warrior, going all night long until your fingers bleed. Do things. I think this is a call to action. This isn't just something you watch from afar and go, oh, how interesting. You do something, whatever it is. Say a prayer and ask God, what are you to do? Because the battle is here. It's now. It's happening. And we need to mobilize. We can pick on Maui. It's this little place in the middle of nowhere. Guess what? This is United States soil. And if you're a patriot, it's time to do whatever it is that God is calling and asking you to do. We know they left almost all the power on. They did turn off one system. Now BlackRock that owns it's denying it, but it's all confirmed. We see the power lines falling, the fires, countless videos off people's ring doorbells. We see them not delivering them the water, denying it that day during the fires, during the fires, admitting they did it uh, with the local water district that is headed up by Obama foundation member who's big in Hawaii, obviously. And then we learn about the blockade and the sirens not being turned on. It's simply staggering. And the big question is who gave the orders, who coordinated this symphony of destruction, or as Fish called it, coordinated destruction because you can have one thing fail you'd say well that can happen or two yeah maybe but when everything fails perfectly and it's the most valuable land in the united states per square inch in that little town it's incredible absolutely incredible and some of these families are completely wiped away and we're not hearing anything about them the mainstream media is not asking where are the children 700 dollars one-time payment for whole families when almost 200 billion has been shipped to Ukraine, this is a sick joke, but it's really captured the soul of America and the world, and people are really having a big wake up here. Biden refused in four different events for the first couple of weeks to even talk about it. Then he did show up, but now we have the videos. It's all confirmed. They admit they left the power on. They admit they didn't give them the water. They admit they didn't trim the trees and brush. They admit they didn't activate the sirens. They admit they blockaded them inside. Well, the only people survived were the ones that went through the barricade. <sighs> it was a choreographed disaster. You know, the pattern of it is just too obvious. You know, not only were they blocking where I was at, the other end of town I found out they had, the Maui Electric was trying to set the poles up during the wind and they had the highway blocked off with that. And the, the lack of communication, the sirens not going off, the water not being used, I'm, I mean, you could go on and on. It, it's, and 
then they're lying to us about the people and the children. That's why a lot of people have been contacting me because they want to know what happened to the kids. Well, all you got to do is extrapolate. There's 3,001 students in Lahaina. Uh, a thousand of them have been accounted for. They're going to either alternative schools or online. That's 2,000 children not accounted for. And I looked over at the policeman and I said, you know, what are you doing? And he says, uh, I'm just following orders. I said, uh, there's a fire back there, you know, and uh, he goes, well, I'm, I'm just following orders, and I'm wondering what is going on. Well, it's something probably anyone who's been on the internet for 30 years like I have knows that BlackRock and Vanguard are the owners of the Hawaiian Electric Company, where FEMA's staying at their $1,000 plus rooms is owned by Bill Gates. Uh, all the same names keep popping up. The sheriff who was involved with the Las Vegas Dupico, he was here for five weeks. He wants a 29% increase in pay. And he's not only the police chief, but he's the coroner. Right. And Which is against the statute, right? Against You're the statute supposed to be a, law. But right. there it is. You know, what are you going to do about it? Right. So he's in charge as the coroner. <laughs> Well, it's the same as Hunter Thompson, who wrote a book on George Bush, and he, what, he was very excited about getting it published. Two days before it was getting published, he committed suicide by shooting himself in the head twice. Coroner put it out as a suicide. Because I believe this is the beginning of something really bad, or it could be the beginning of something really amazing in terms of, a, of an awakening. And this is now on the world stage, and this needs to be played out in the world court, if you will, because there's people that died here that were from all different countries. And as you know, a lot of things become a, an issue as jurisdiction. And I don't believe this is, is no longer in the jurisdiction of Hawaii. I believe this is not even in the jurisdiction of the federal courts. I believe this is in the jurisdiction of the world and the world needs to pay attention and needs to wake up. But uh, I'll, I'll walk you through what's happened so far. And I could go through the colossal list of items that have gone well, wrong. Please, you're, you, you live there, you, you, you break it down. Okay, the, the colossal list of everything that went wrong simultaneously, and I'm not here to point the finger at who or what. I'm just going to I'm going to show you what we are seeing and what we've seen. Um, but let's begin with the first thing, which is the total utter lack of communication that we've had on the west side of Maui. I, I'm here just north of the burn zone, north of Lahaina, very close. The mile came, the fire came within a mile or two of my home. We've been evacuated uh, three times. We've had fields uh, set fire around my home. Just the other day, I went live with a, a fire that went that, that broke out just a few yards from my house spontaneously in the middle of the day. On that particular day, the alarms went off. Chinook helicopters came in. We got text messages. So it's almost like a like see we can we they're trying to show that they're competent now. But back when the when the big fire broke out and there was multiple fires, it wasn't just a fire in Kula that broke out, but also a fire in Lahaina. But there was multiple different places where this thing broke out. On that particular day, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. For example, there was no sirens. Uh, Hawaii has the most um, sophisticated uh, siren system. It did not go off. And they tried to spin it by saying that we are trained as, 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 as the people here to, to run uphill because it's, it's a tsunami warning. But their own website says it's not. It's for emergencies. And when the alarm goes off, you're supposed to tune in to find out what the danger is and act accordingly. But to this day, they haven't retracted their statement that's saying it's for tsunamis only. Even if it was, people would not run uphill 
into a fire. So the uh, the sirens did not go off. The text messages, we, we received text messages all the time for emergencies. Those text messages also were not sent out. Um, and we were able to receive text messages throughout this entire breakdown of communication. Text messages always worked. We couldn't always, we could never respond to them, but the text messages didn't go out. There was water was not provided in the area of the fire. I have a eyewitness accounts of people that came home that morning and they couldn't take a shower or they couldn't turn on, they couldn't turn their washer at home because there was no water. So the firemen had no water to fight this fire. And then they try to say it was because of some kind of a water rights issue, which is ridiculous because either the water works or the water doesn't work. So why was the water turned off that day at four 30 in the morning? There was no power. Uh, power was turned off on the entire West side of Maui. So Later on in the day, you'll find out they were trying to redirect cars around down power lines as if the down power lines were dangerous because of electricity, but there's no electricity running through those down power lines. So they could have quickly, you know, moved those poles or, or sawed them or done something. But instead, you saw people getting corralled literally into the town of Lahaina in the direct path of the fire. And that 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 is irrefutable. I have many, many accounts. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but you're the expert, but I've been following this very closely. Some of the main power lines out on the highway were turned off, but the particular power lines in the town, we've seen the footage, and they've admitted, even the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post, that indeed they left those on. We've seen those falling down and starting fires. So so can you explain that to us? Well, I can only go from what I've heard personally and when talking to people is that the, the power was, was lost at 4.30, the, the morning of the fire, 4.30 a.m., um, by other people that have reported that there were certain, uh, there's I guess there's websites where you can see where there was pulsing, there was different pulsing through through the electrical system, but we did not have any power. Uh, you know, a silver lining in all of this is because there was no power, there was no, the restaurants were closed that morning, the shops were closed that morning because no one could obviously, you know, transact business. So, you know, in a sense, that was a, was a godsend because the, the Lahaina town wasn't full of all the normal hustle and bustle because there was no power that morning. There was definitely no cell communication. You could not call anybody. You could not um, get on the internet that morning. It was a complete communications blackout. Um, and then on top of it, you have absolutely no support on the ground from people going door to door knocking or bullhorns. The people were warned by word of mouth. The only warning that they had with this blowtorch coming at them was word of mouth warning. Also, I noticed at 10.30 in the morning, a massive black cloud of, of, of smoke that looked like the 9-11 like the towers. And so there was a small brush fire that occurred that morning, and a, and a message went out for that saying 100% contained. So they actually put everybody at rest saying that the fire was contained that morning. So there was even misinformation happening, trying to make people feel like they were safe when in fact they weren't. Um, but the fact that people were guided into the fire and then got trapped and were going in circles in this small little Lahaina town, it's it's incomprehensible. All right. I want to keep making your points, but let's walk through this. The the government is now saying only some of the power was turned off. The Washington Post is reporting uh, that, that it, it wasn't turned off. I'm not wedded to the idea that power lines did it, even though we have footage of power lines falling and causing fires and transformers blowing up. Uh, but 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 clearly something massive burned that town down. I'm not poo-pooed directed energy weapons. I know they're real. Like one of the biggest bases of them is based in Maui. They could have drones go up and do it, and no humans could be involved other than those that launched the attack. Describe the roads coming in for people and 
what has now been confirmed that police blocked both sides of the main road. I guess that's Front Street coming through the town from the west and the east. Is that accurate? Yeah, so if you look at a map, you'll see that there's basically uh, two different highways. You have the bypass that comes down and dumps into the north. We're about the middle part of, uh, of Lahaina. That's the, called the bypass. They just opened that, uh, you know, four or five years ago. And then you have the old highway, which is the Honopinilani Highway. And then on the other side of that, to the west of that, you have the basically the, the, the town of Lahaina. And uh, you've got a number of side streets, but then you have Front Street, the world-famous Front Street, that's sort of like the PCH. It runs right across uh, up the coast. So ultimately, as people were trying to get in to just get to get through town, go around town, they tried to go up the bypass. They're trying to leave town. They got turned around. The bypass was closed, so you couldn't. So if you were leaving town, you just got turned right back around. If you tried to go uh, south on the highway. You got turned, everyone got routed into the town of Lahaina. And once you got into Lahaina proper, as if, if you tried to leave to the north or to the south or any of the side streets, Ed Cheney, many different uh, witnesses said that there, there was two uh, uh, police cars that would block that. The owners of Island Lock and Safe, they were just in my home the other day. They also um, basically testified to like everywhere you tried to leave, you just kept get, getting routed back into it under the guise of, down power lines. However, looking at some of this footage, you can see there was a clear path to the north. There was a clear path to the south. And on top of it, the cars that were coming into Lahaina, they didn't block the traffic like, you know, a mile or two away, preventing this. They, they had a small blockade and they were allowing this traffic to come into Lahaina because people were trying to get to their kids. They're trying to get to their houses. They're concerned but they were allowing essentially a traffic jam very close to the north end of Lahaina. And then on top of it, the people that were coming down to the south, they were getting routed into a neighborhood called Waikuli that later on burned, but they weren't turning people around to go back to the north. They were putting them into another neighborhood that was getting ready to burn. So the traffic control during this disaster is, is incomprehensible that there could be that level of incompetence uh, basically directing people into the path of something extremely dangerous, extremely uh, hot burning and uh, just a, a force of nature that we've never seen before. There's a 12-mile exclusion zone. They're putting up big black divider fences up all around the town. They don't want people on record, even mainstream media, showing the damage. So something's being covered up here. You're there showing cars that are 100 yards from anything, even a fire that are burned up. I mean, that does lean towards directed energy or something. I, I can't deny it. Uh, and so maybe it's a mix of these things. Yeah, it's a, it's a real mystery. Matter of fact, the re most recent fire that broke out just a couple of days ago is just, I live in an area called Kaanapali, which is right above the hotels where they're housing all the uh, the survivors. Um, and ironically, FEMA and all the other agents are down in Wailea, which is a long way from here, like 45 minute drive minimum. So why there's a separation between the federal help and the Red Cross is very strange, but these fires have just been popping up. And I've got video of the one that I just shot live the other day where the area where the fire probably started, they immediately had a D8 out there pushing dirt over the, where the fire started. And I thought to myself, why isn't there an investigation to see what was what, what started this particular fire? So, um, yeah, it just seems uh, very unusual how these fires started. But I think the, 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 the question I want to ask the world is, what are we going to do about this, right? What are we going to do? We can talk about what happened and how it happened and all that stuff, but what are we going to do about our, our rights that are being violated right now? We're not allowed to take pictures. We're not allowed to fly drones. 
We're not allowed to see what's going on and or collect evidence to see if there was any kind of an accelerant. What is America going to do right now to stop the cover up? Because if we don't stop this one, it's going to be in your backyard next. This looks to me like a giant cover up. We have you being thrown out yesterday from your own town. We have footage of the melted cars with grass all around it, not even burned. Eric, set this footage up we're about to play of where they're trying to stop you from shooting any footage. This is an area that's about two miles from the burn, so quite a ways. There was a small brush fire around this area, and they have set a perimeter up around the burn area with these tight lock, New Zealand tight lock style fences, super high with black dust fence you can't see in. But now they have these uh, sheriffs that come up to you if you just pull over onto the side of the road for even just a few seconds, and they come up and they tell you, hey, you, uh, you can't park here. You got to leave. You know, no photographs, no images. FEMA even announced they're not going to allow any photographs or images from the area in respect for the dead, which, you know, everyone's been basically pulverized to death. Yeah, I would imagine the say. dead, I would imagine the dead want the responsible punished. How dare them use the dead? How dare them speak for the dead? crazy and the fact that the media i've had many media outlets epoch news mainstream media even even you know kitv here telling me that their media passes they have to sneak in they, they the media is not being allowed into areas of this burn even at the very inception people went back home with their media passes tucked between their legs because they couldn't get in the footage you're showing of the trees and grass all fine and cars fried and that they don't want you to show that that is, and we know the Chinese admittedly a few months ago scanned the islands uh, with a topography right. laser. That was on the local news. This is pretty suspicious. It is very, very suspicious. And I think we, uh, we need to ask the government to allow for just normal media coverage of this because I think the blackout of information is not, is not helpful for people that want to know the truth of what's going on. So we got to figure out who the enemy is so we can find out what their truest intent is so that we can fight this. We can fight this war. And my job is to bring you the information because I'm one of the few guys with a Starlink and a little bit of a YouTube channel. And I'm going to show you what we're seeing so that you can judge what it is for yourself.